0: Nintendo may be considering rebranding the Wii U, Microsoft kind of confirms that there will be no new Xbox this year, and to no one's surprise, Zenga got caught copying again. All that, plus more, on today's MASHcast. Welcome to another edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jared. I'm here with Senior Editor Rob Hill-Williams. Hello, everyone. And also here with podcast host Nick Zelenkevich. Hello. Good to be here again. Yes, three times in a row. Still not fired. So so far, I've got perfect
1: attendance then, right? So
0: far.
2: Yay. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> yeah.
0: For the third time. All right. Yeah, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Rob, what have you been playing?
2: um uh, right now i've been playing uh well final fantasy 13 2 most recently um i like it i, I kind of the same impression as the demo like you know i don't hate the characters yay you know if you didn't like the battle system you won't like 13 to the same that you didn't like 13 uh it's definitely got more stuff going on more quests it's not li- it's very not linear in a lot of ways um considering you're jumping through time and stuff. Uh, pretty good. Like, I'm really not that... I don't think I'm that far into it right now, considering how many time like places in the timeline I've unlocked or whatever. But uh, I'm enjoying it so far. You know, aside from that, it's been Skyrim, Battlefield 3, the um, same stuff I was playing last week, plus uh, Oil Rush, which... Uh, review, I guess, will be up uh, soon. You know, very soon, probably on the same day that the MASHcast goes up. Um, and the Darkness 2 demo, which was actually the same demo I played last year at PAX. But, you know, still, it was fun. Gruesome. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me look forward to the game. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, that's been it.
1: Okay. What about you, Nick? Uh, I've been playing uh, a little bit of WoW, a little bit of Mass Effect 2, but I spent way too much time playing the Kingdoms of Amalur demo again. Uh, I hadn't finished it uh, when I played it the other week, so I had some time to try to go through again, and I kept hitting a lot of bugs. Uh, I'd get to a certain point, and all of the NPC text... Would uh, just start. Uh, it wouldn't. It would just fly through the NPC text, so I would get just the last line, and uh, whatever the dialogue option was, and that uh, was really destroying the flavor of the game. Uh, from a demo perspective, it did not leave a good taste in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I... you have problems
0: with demos. That doesn't really bode well for you actually buying the game well yeah. i
1: i haven't checked to see if this i mean this might just be isolated to my ps3 um or well, i haven't really like looked around to see if this is a wider issue than that
2: oh you played um, it on ps3 yeah okay The the uh, xbox 360 and ps3 like were known to be way buggier than the pc version ah. but on top of that like kurt schilling actually like joined like neo GF and like made a post this past week okay um and uh, basically, like he said, that EA wanted them to put out a demo, and they basically forced them to use like pre-like finished game code to do it. So like that's why the demo was so buggy, um, why people are running in the bugs. Actually, I didn't run in any bugs. But I played on PC, but like that was the reason for the experience. He was like, I didn't even want to put it out because. I don't want anybody to get the impression that the final game is going to have these bugs in it well
1: it's not, it's nice that he was reluctantly forced into doing this and I, I can safely say I'm uh, I don't plan on purchasing the game it's not because of the bugs uh, it's just that I, I feel for as expansive as it is uh, I've, I've I'm you know by, by the time I finish Mass Effect 2 Mass Effect 3 will be here so I, it doesn't quite fit into my schedule at this point
2: bigger uh, and better games will be available.
1: But, yeah, it, it uh, you know I, I realized I was, I, was, I was working way too hard to get into a section of game I could only play for 45 minutes.
2: I had that problem. I, I really wanted to do certain things. And I was like, I have, like, 10 minutes left to do it. <laughs> Even if I get there or do it. It's, but, I mean, I guess that speaks something to the game.
1: I guess. I don't know. It was decent enough. Maybe I'll, I'll play it again if I get, get bored and don't care about NPCs.
2: Yeah, I might wait a little bit and pick it up after to drop some price maybe a little bit tiny bit 10 bucks <laughs> i don't know but you won't get the uh what is it there's a,
1: the uh the single player uh, content the, uh, the 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 one faction the seven quests
2: oh no no you're... i'll still get it new i just won't it. i just won't get it yeah i just won't get it full
1: for, price yeah, fair enough but is uh, that, that going to be an origin
2: exclusive no not at all and i thought that was really interesting actually because it's 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 on steam like it's going to be on steam al- along with a whole bunch of other places too so huh. not origin exclusive at all which interesting
1: yeah but it's got a bunch of unlockables that are tied with mass effect 3 that will be origin exclusive so i think it's almost kind of like uh sort of like the breadcrumbs that they want to get you into uh you know that'll lead you to mass effect 3 which will lead you to origin which leads to them ruling the world well that's
0: true unless you're boycotting origin like this guy
2: <laughs> Who has two thumbs and he's boycotting Origin? That guy over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, at this point, the only reason I'm still boycotting Origin is because of the uh, the, bind- the pre-dispute ar- binding arbitration. Uh, well, actually, uh, the pre-dispute arbitration agreement. If that wasn't in place, I'd probably have Origin at this point.
2: Yeah, it but, seems like it's everywhere, though.
0: It is, but uh, that, that's topic for another time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh in terms of what i've been playing uh haven't been playing too much at least nothing really major uh i played some gatling gears i kind of got the itch for it so i turned it on and i cranked up the uh the difficulty and started playing on the hardest difficulty and i could not make it through i mean there's five uh levels there's five levels with um five stages in each level. And I couldn't get past the first level. Um, I got up to like the fourth stage. Usually, like stage one through four and then the boss stage. So I kept on getting stuck at the fourth stage of the first level. And I was like, uh, I'll come back to it. And I never got back to it. <laughs> so I was having some fun with that. Uh, I've been playing uh, a indie game on the uh, Xbox Live indie games called Little Racer Street. And it's a top-down... It's a top-down racing game. And the thing I thought was interesting, because when I read the press release for it first, I was like, ah, it's a top-down racing game. You know, it's probably gimmicky, whatever, but it's only a dollar. I watched the trailer. It looked interesting. And when I actually played it, I'm like, it is not gimmicky at all. It is an actual street racing game. And It's just, it's just top-down. Um, you know, you can buy cars, you can customize the cars, you uh, can change the stats on the cars, you know, for better handling, better drifting, more more power, um, you know, all types of stuff. The AI is really aggressive. Um, It's rare to break, to completely break away from the AI, like, just to completely break away from it and be by yourself and not have to worry about them, very rare in the game. Other than that, it's the AI is very aggressive, like, if you take a turn a little bit too wide, the AI will just it'll hop right into that space and push you out. So uh, I, I'm actually really, really enjoying the game. Uh, other than that, I'm right now I'm reviewing Insane 2, which is an off-road racing game, and uh, I, I like it. It's um it's actually better than I thought. I, I've played some off-road racing games where they're not really off-road racing games like it just it feels like you're on a track that's been smoothed out and it just has a dirt texture on top of it but with this one there's actually like bumps and jumps and hops and stuff like that in the actual well it's not a road like you're off-road so it actually feels the way it's supposed to um there are no uh guiding gates or anything like that so uh, there is a chance that you can actually get a little lost if you're not paying attention to where your next objective is. So that's pretty cool. I'm hoping to have that review up by Monday. So, um, But yeah, pretty much that's all I've been playing. I haven't even had a chance to play StarCraft. Sucks. Uh, let's talk about Blizzard and BlizzCon not happening in 2012. Um, yeah, Blizzard's not, BlizzCon isn't happening in 2012. <laughs> that's a... Uh, Official from Blizzard due to a jam-packed schedule, um, and it looks like well th- this year they have the WoW expansion, they have the uh, well, the the WoW expansion, they have Heart of the Swarm, and they also have Diablo three coming out. So due to all that, they can't plan a big party for Blizzard, you know, for Blizzard fans. Unfortunately, for all those cosplayers out there who were looking forward to it. So yeah, I'm actually happy that they're focusing on games as opposed to, you know, taking a chunk out of that time for to to make a show happen.
1: I I guess really I, I you kind of I guess we're a little bit dismissive, but I think the only people really affected by this are the cosplayers. I know uh, they're they're still going to hold the Battle Net World Championships uh, somewhere in Asia at the end of the year, um, and uh, so I mean that that's. normally happens at blizzard that's happening but uh that's really the only thing i've seen lamenting is all all the people that usually wind up meeting up at blizzcon they're all just complaining that they're going to have to sort of arrange their own thing um i know blizzard is still planning plenty of media events for uh for the games coming out this year i know they already announced a uh, media event for uh mr pandaria at uh, the, uh, the middle of March, they're going to have a two-day uh, like press hands-on with some new content for that. So they'll still be doing stuff like that, but I guess just uh, no concerts with uh, Foo Fighters of The Offspring.
2: Yeah, there there will never be a lack of press coverage as far as the games go. I mean, like it's nice to see them taking a break from something that's not essential to work on the game, but it, it's not the end of the world by any stretch. Like, it, and I guess that maybe that's the advantage of like. This is for one company and it's games. So if they take a break for that from a year because they're working on those games, like who in their right mind at least would really complain about that. I want you guys to stop working on Diablo 3 so we can have BlizzCon. Who's going to say that? Who's well, going to say that?
1: Well, how often, too, do they actually kind of hit hit where they're, they've they got all three of their franchises kind of, like, coming w- up with big stuff at the same time? Like, usually at most, it seems they have two out of the three going. I mean, Warcraft's always going, but... Right. I mean, it, it, it seems like it's just sort of the, the perfect storm for them.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And so I don't, I don't see how anybody who's, like, a fan, which is the people who go to BlizzCon, would be upset by that. I mean, like... And they said it's coming back next year. It's not like they're like, Hey, you know what? We're just... Yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> you know, like we we ended on the highest note we could or something. Well, it's,
1: also, they did uh they skipped 2006, so it's not like this is unprecedented in that regard either.
2: Oh, did they? Okay, I hadn't I didn't follow BlizzCon like that that far back. <laughs> so, life goes on. You know, the games are coming, so hooray.
0: Yep. Well, like I said, I don't think anybody's gonna be too disappointed, besides people who, you know, the cosplayers and stuff like that. Uh, but moving on from that, let's see. THQ. Well, they're in trouble. Um, they've actually been in trouble for a few years now, but it's getting a little worse. Uh, you know, you know when T, You know when you're in trouble, when your company's in trouble, when you start axing people at the top. Uh, and recently THQ. Actually, I should say this. It's been rumored that THQ. Uh, cut 174 Actually 175 Employees including the VP Of tech uh, His name was Mark Delora it looks like um, Now the reason I say it's rumored Because Joystick says That it's, it's official Games industry says it's a rumor
2: Joy- Yeah and we know that Joystick Has had a tendency last week Yeah To say that things are definite when they are not At least it wasn't the same woman who wrote it though
0: Yeah <laughs> It was a dude this time, probably got their degrees from the same place, but uh uh yeah we, we don't know if it's a hundred percent sure, so I'm gonna mark this one as a rumor um uh, you know t h q of course is doing damage control, so you know you they they're not gonna come out and say one hundred percent, yes, this is you know this we, we asked a hundred and seventy four people. Uh, but yeah, things aren't looking too, too up when you, when you axe a VP of tech, you know, when you, when you start making high cuts, it's no good. Um, they're also being threatened with, uh, NASDAQ delisting. They have a a certain amount of time trying to find it here. I believe it's, uh, let's see how they have like, uh, Oh, until July 23rd to raise a stock price, um, above $1 per share for a minimum of 10 days.
2: It sounds yeah. so fucking pathetic. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> it said, even just reading it, but hearing it said out loud that like you need to have your share price over a dollar. That sounds really, really sad. <laughs> like that's that's trouble. That's more trouble to me. Like companies restructure and stuff all the time. You know, that there is more trouble when people are getting cut loose at the top. But when you're being threatened to be being taken off like the stock exchange you know, like where a lot of your money type things are decided. Real problems. Wait, like they have 70 cents per share right now or something like that.
1: Isn't this a great investment opportunity though? Because Oh no, yeah. It's going like, to, it's going to go up to a dollar by July. So jump in now and get 30 cents a share free.
2: Oh yeah. I mean like, I was like, man, maybe I should buy some of those. But I mean, really though, like it's, that's pretty bad though. Like it's a pretty bad situation to be in and that's, and that's over 4 years it's fallen down like it used to be at like $36 was their high. So, that's that's a pretty far fall. You know, we talk about like, oh man, this money lost, this company lost so much money over this quarter or something, but like that's something else that's happening in the THQ right now.
0: Yeah, I just need to stay alive until Homefront 2 comes out. And not because Homefront 1 was good. I mean, everybody knows my <laughs> thoughts on Homefront 1, but Crisis Two was so good that I want Homefront Two now because Crytek is taking care of it. I mean, stay alive for that at least.
2: Yeah, I mean they—they they said they made a mistake and like they're in in going after like a kids market too hard, and now that they're now they're trying to turn around and be more a core market, and they've got properties to do it. They've been saying that since 2009 though. Yeah, I mean, but they kept going after that kids market though, despite saying that. You well, know, they were they expensive were expensive ass. You draw tablet and stuff like what two years a year ago, and yeah,
0: they they were dropping kids markets. You know before like you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and now I think they've one hundred percent completely dropped it because they ran out of you know you know I guess for kid developer projects. so
2: yeah, they, they they just need to try and pick up more because they have some decent things to work with but like not nothing like that's on its own going to like buoy you know buoy them up to you know subsistence it's not like they have like an assassin's creed like saints row is fun and all but it's not a blockbuster necessarily you know dark is maybe closer to that level but like still not quite there yet cuz i mean the first one was basically like they us going take two games and mash them together you know under different graphics you know but they have some properties to work with you know they they have the you know the home front which i mean that fell through the first time too they have a lot <laughs> of things that messed up the first time and then they eventually like kind of like improved them i don't know well
0: they have uh the they have the entire warhammer ip they have ufc ip they have wwe ip they have licensing to a lot of different stuff that they can go with but i think it's a, a problem with mismanagement i mean oh, how, how def- many projects did they ask before they even had you know uh, in my opinion um enough to show to get a uh, a response from you know an audience right you know like uh, i wish i would like, there was an article on gamesindustry.biz I really wish I had time to read uh to read it more and take notes on it. But it, it talked about a few of the projects that they had open and then asked before the developers even really had a chance to, you know, uh do a let's say do a second draft of that game or, you know, right, show have something them something. To show for it. Exactly, show something, get some feedback or you know, or and then and then go from there. And you know what? That costs money. When you when you have a project that's kind of far along, not, not even far along, but when you have a project that people have been working on, and then you axe it, like that's all lost money right there.
2: And not even just lost money, but like, you know, like putting personnel on something like is, is lost money, but like it's also lost time. Like you could have those people working on something else that they could be making better, improving something that's actually going to see the light of day before not get axed. You know, ten percent into development or something. You know. It's it's just kind of a sad story, but yeah, it does sound like mismanagement. It just sounds like you know now they're just trying to cut their losses as hard as possible. Like they're even, I mean, they have the Warhammer IP, but like now they're looking for like a partner to even keep running like the MMO or it is them with the MMO, right?
0: No, no, it's not the yeah. MMO. It's i uh, I'm sorry, it's uh, I'll pull it up here. It's actually like some type of other game, right? But it, yeah, it's not the MMO. I know what you're talking is about. The, uh, okay,
1: is MMO. that Dark Millennium Online? Yeah.
0: Yes, that was it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not, not the, the, the standard Warhammer
2: online. Right. Um, That's what so. confused me, because the online part, my brain just went, oh, yeah, the MMO, even though, because I'm not looking at the title right now. Right, yeah, I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have IP. They can do, I mean, uh, now that Saints Row, you know, has finally gotten out of GTA Shadow, they might want to try to take that and run with it, but they have to treat it with care. The next game has to have
2: quality. But
1: wasn't wasn't there even supposed to be a spin-off of that, I think, called Drive-By that they wound up axing also?
2: Maybe. They cancel so many they,
1: projects.
2: If they <laughs> if there was, I'm glad that it got canceled, because that sounded that just sounds terrible. Like, Saints Row is its own thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's finally hit a stride where, like, you, this is just something you can do something with. Darksiders, you can do something with, you know. Exactly. You have Stuff use it, like yeah. I mean, what the last good kids game that they, you know, when they were still messing around with that, like, what it was, it like that that they had, like that mattered, wasn't it? Like DS, they had like the Drawn to Life or something, wasn't that was that THQ? Like I feel Not like it was. I have no idea. <laughs> but, like I mean, like and like if that was like the last relevant kids thing you did, and that was like four years ago or something, like like that. Maybe there you go right there like four years ago, but people forget what their markets are. You know, people people start chasing that almighty dollar. You know, they see like, oh, man, Wii is so big. Let's chase the kids market because they were big on chasing the kids market on the Wii. And how did that work out for you?
0: It's funny that, you know, how have I kind of losing out now because of not innovating like somebody else we're going to talk about later uh, I just thought about that just now. Like, it, 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 that story sounds familiar because you know they chased the kids market because of the Wii casual market. You know also because of the Wii chasing you know uh, franchises because of Activision and Call of Duty. You know, right. well look, I mean look at Homefront. Homefront was was the Call of Duty. It was the chaser. It yep. should have been you know a call of duty killer they should have been going for something that was much better than call of duty
2: i don't even think it should have been a call of duty killer it should have been like an experience that wasn't like call of duty period like that's what Homefront had the chance to be it had the chance to actually be something new like actually you know there's always that like those pr buzzwords like bold new direction and all that stuff like it had the chance to actually be like a bold new direction and it Squandered it. It squandered it with like, you know, a bunch of PR blitz in the beginning, and then the game actually comes out, and you're like, oh, it's Call of Duty 1.5.2. Call
0: of Duty Lite.
2: A... Yeah.
1: Call of Duty reskinned.
0: Yeah, it's thing. It's like it was, and it was very clear from the short gameplay to just the way the game, like you know, the hordes of enemies coming out. I don't even know if Korea could actually get that many troops over here. You know, like it was like, it was, like un- it was unbelievable amount of enemies at times.
2: Yeah, it wasn't China guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know. They they definitely had a big opportunity and they missed it with that game. Um, personally, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a UFC fan. I'm not a WWE fan. But I think, well, maybe not WWE, but like definitely the UFC. I think they could turn something like that
1: to, into something that's kind of like their Madden. They're trying. I mean, they, they've turned the, the WWE franchise. It comes out every year like clockwork, and they they update the rosters. And I I, I I'm I mean it, I think the issue there is more so the popularity of WWE. Um, I mean Madden sort of transcends all, but uh, I mean WWE. I think there's an upper bound limit on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, there is. Like it's a limited. That's got like a limited market. Even UFC. Like UFC came out. The first one came out. And was like sold gangbusters. Like it did really well. And like the next year did terrible. So like they I think that may be an uphill struggle. I don't know if it was because the game wasn't that great or whatever. But I mean you yeah, they do have the potential to turn something around and turn it into like a a more widespread mass market appeal, but I don't know how you really do that with UFC if like it buckled down so badly like the first time around and now you gotta compete with EA as well. I don't know. But they have the potential. Just stop wasting it. <laughs> wow, I actually got some additional
0: information. I, I hate to leave it like this and then move on, but um, it looks like um, more more than one hundred seventy-five people. It looks like two hundred forty people may have lost their jobs, and on top of that, you know, you know, the VP got cut. But on top of that, the CEO um, cut a salary in half.
2: Yeah, I did see the he took a like the the CEO took a fifty percent pay cut. I didn't know that it was up to two hundred forty people though. Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
0: That's pretty crazy. So they have some uh, they have some tough decisions. It's a, it's a bumpy road for THQ in the future. But uh, let's let's move on from that and talk about Nintendo a little bit. Um, possibly some smart de- uh, smart decisions being made over at Nintendo, primarily regarding the Wii U and the name the Wii U. Uh, rumors floating around that nintendo was considering rebranding the wii u to something else which i think will be a great idea (laughs) just name it anything else except the wii u because uh yeah that's it's kind of it's it's kind of a terrible name
2: yeah but the wii was kind (laughs) of a terrible name though i mean like and it you know it's something that just eventually stuck you know like I mean, when when the, the Wii was known as like the Nintendo Revolution, that was like the the most awesome sounding thing ever. So excited, and then you see, not only did they change the name to the Wii because you know what the fuck was that, but then it's like, oh, you use the little controllers and it's motion controlled. Like, wow, it's, it looks stupid. Well, but like it eventually stuck. It it eventually became
0: the Wii. You know, I don't I don't have a problem with the the Wii portion of the name. Um, you know but just call like they were like the name is a clear indication that they were just trying to ride the wave of the the successful wave of the wii and calling it the wii u like it, i think it should be called something else
2: yeah but if they called it like the wii 2 wouldn't that be the same thing you know playstation 3 playstation 4 you know like
0: the, the, the playstation thing that's a play that's a that's a that's a Sony thing, you know what I'm saying? You expect <laughs> that from
2: Sony, you know. They, you expect it from Sony now, but I mean, they could have changed the name in every iteration. They didn't. I mean, like, I get what you're saying, though. Saying Wii U versus, like, Wii something or Wii 2 or something like that is different.
1: Well, Nintendo does have the, would have the precedent to call it the Super Wii. Yeah,
2: they That's could do true. that.
1: They could, I would totally accept that. I, totally I don't know if I would that. accept that. I just, I, I think,
2: think that. that if you're actually really trying to hit another market, that like my thought was that like, okay, you rebrand it all together. The only problem is like you've already basically gone, like public and called it Wii U, you know, at E3. Not to say that you can't change it, but when you when you say at E3 like this is the Wii U, you've kind of already set you've <laughs> you kind of already like set yourself on that path or whatever, like. I don't, I mean, like, they could change it. I, I mean, like, if they change it, but at some point, like, people just realize you're putting the, a different coat of paint on the same, you know, well, I don't want to call it a turd, but, you know, you're putting a different coat of paint on something that you've already seen. You know, just because you put, you know, another, a new coat of paint on a, an old Impala doesn't mean it's not an Impala anymore, you know? Right.
0: I yeah. think it's, it's, oh, go ahead, Nick.
1: No, I was gonna say I'd be surprised, given that, like you know, as pointed out before, like there was a lot of criticism of the Wii name when that first came out back in what 2005, 2006, when they announced that. That, uh, like, for them to go now, almost six years, and now decide, oh, you know what? Maybe we should change that. That it seems it's like they're a little late to the party. Like you've kind of, you're, you're kind of married to this now. You know, you might as well just run with it and love it. Well, actually, i was
0: just getting ready to say the reason that they're that they're changing the name is not. Uh, because not because they don't like the Wii name or they don't like what the Wii has become in terms of, of branding. No, it's well, not different enough. One of the yeah, well one of yeah, one of the uh, the biggest reasons is actually because of the 3DS and the confusion that consumers had over the 3DS. Where in Japan they actually had to put out commercials that said, you know, this is not the DS, it's the 3DS to help with the you know with the confusion because some consumers didn't even realize that it was actually, it was a new console altogether, not an attachment or a feature, and that's why they want to avoid brand confusion or confusion in general.
2: I think it doesn't help that when they showed the Wii U, like, they really did like, they focused on the controller, and like, there are people who walked away from E3 thinking like, Wii U was a controller, like a controller add-on, not a new system. So, I mean, I could see the confusion thing, but I like. I feel like that's also partly presentation, more so than a name. Like rebranding. Like okay, that may help you, but part of it's how you've. I don't know, behaved or how you've how you've carried our carried on with this so far, like more so than just the name. Like, do the, should the name change? Like, if you're serious about like being for the core gamer and all that kind of stuff, like yeah, I think it probably should, but. I don't think the name is necessarily the problem like you should people don't give a you know what people don't give a crap what the name is if you show them stuff that they want.
0: That's true, but then that's 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 gamers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> you, you could call it the wee polished turd and people would want it if they were like, oh my god, Battlefield 3 is on it or whatever, like it it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So but I think then, it's less name, but I don't think a name change hurts. But Honestly, the audience don't make it something stupid.
0: The audience that Nintendo is shooting for, which is, you know, the 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 everybody market, uh the family market, there it does matter. Like if, if mom doesn't realize there's a new console out. That's true. You know, like it, could, it could cause big She's problems for little Timmy. Yeah. Exactly. Especially when it looks the same. Exactly. Which that I got some information that that may not be the shell. That that shell may change by the time it's released.
2: It, it probably will change by the time it's released cuz it's too similar. Like I've I've seen I've seen more recent pictures from preview like previews of uh like people playing the Wii U which in which they had nothing new to say. In fact, Ben uh, Kuchera, before he left uh, Ars Technica, he did a preview, like a hands-on preview, and like he literally was like I have nothing new to say about it. <laughs> like which was a really doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy thoughts about it but like the the, the you know the controller the, the controller the shell everything looks the same and that was like just a just a couple months ago so right. i don't know i mean like i would expect it to change because like it, especially like from a present like like i said presentation like it's sitting on a shelf like not only is the name so, like really similar but like if mommy looks at the box she's gonna say oh that's the we that's the we we've already got right so like, oh oh, they made it rounder, like that's what, that's what Mom or Dad is going to think going into the store. Yeah. So like I, I think its presentation is their their biggest problem, more so than name, but name doesn't hurt.
0: Right. All right, so uh, moving on from that, going from uh, Nintendo to Sony, a couple things from Sony today. Uh, first of all, uh, we actually reported on this before. But now some pricing is coming down. That PS Vita games, when downloaded, will be cheaper uh, than, you know, than physical games. And I, actually, I found it a little surprising that a lot of outlets are reporting this like it was like like really, really news when the only thing is we, we got an update with exactly how much of a discount. You know, we're really oh, talking.
2: Okay, I was gonna say that like that was gonna be the first thing out of my mouth when we talk talked about it was that like we knew about this for months. Yeah, like Sony months.
0: wasn't hiding this at all. They clearly said, like, I think it was back during the summertime that the PS Vita, it will be cheaper to download.
2: Yeah, and like to there the was reports game. from Japan, like that they had already, you know, been listed as, as cheaper. Like since the system's been out, like this wasn't new. Like it wasn't like that wasn't necessarily going to carry over to the North North American market. So okay, exactly. Go but uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh,
0: it looks like the discount is typically around ten percent. You know, with games at thirty dollars being, you know, around twenty seven dollars and you know, fifty bucks being forty five bucks. Uh and I mean I'm I'm glad that there's a discount, but I don't know if that is a big enough discount. You know, like if that's a big enough discount for you know for a game that you don't have to distribute, you know, you don't have to deal with retailers. There's a lot of stuff you don't have to do you like really all you need is the servers to be able to pump it out to the people and maintain that that's a, that has to be significantly less cost significantly less than the current retail model um well maybe I should just be having a discount at all <laughs> you know maybe I should be maybe I should just consider it a, a convenience fee that I can wake up on a Saturday morning and be like, hmm, I think I one uncharted, you know <laughs> and just boop
2: right there. Uh, Nick, do you, you have something? You can I mean, go ahead you, if you, you did.
1: No, you, you can go.
2: Okay. Um. I agree. It is not enough of a discount if you're talking about what the price, you know, quote unquote, should be, like for digital versus like a retail game. Uh, but on the other hand, I will say that it's probably enough for what Sony's purposes is or pr- purpose purposes are, whatever. Um, which is. To undercut used game market, if somebody because because that ten percent discount is like that's GameStop pricing. That you know, oh, Uncharted is fifty dollars. We'll sell it to you for forty-five. Like that's GameStop pricing. It really is now. Whether or not this is really going to be effective, I don't know. But for Sony's purposes, I could see how this could work though, because you have a game that's digital. And it's less than going to the store dealing with dealing with the store, trying to sell your card, whatever go even just leaving the house and you could download that game now, of course, you got to pay for memory cards and stuff like that, which is a whole different issue, but it's already cheaper, and number one, you can't trade that game in, so whatever where that's concerned so you're you're limiting stuff that's going into the secondhand market, but on top of that. Anybody who was like, oh man, I'll just wait till it comes out used. Well, it's already out at a used price. Just download it. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, like for their purposes, like I'm sure that this is, this is exactly what they want. Like, no, this isn't anywhere near where the prices should actually be for the digital games. I don't think so. But I think for their purposes, that's exactly where they want to be. But yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, like, cause I mean, I could tell you, I I, I plan on getting a Vita and I could tell you, I, I'm probably going to be downloading it. I'm, I don't really see a reason to go in and buy the disc, you know? Well, what about or the pricing,
0: the, the pricing of the memory cards?
2: It depends because those prices will fall. And like, if you invest outright, like early on, then it's less of a cost to you in the long run, but I mean, like everybody's situation is gonna be different with that, you know. Like some people, I, I think like if you have an issue with the memory card pricing, like you probably shouldn't be getting a Vita, period. Yep. Or at least, or at least you should be waiting until the prices on memory cards get reasonable. Well, we no, that's not gonna happen. No, uh, it's gonna take a while for it to happen. It'll happen, but it's not gonna happen within like the next year. I think that 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 was probably like the biggest. <laughs> I'm that talking I, about people
0: buying things they shouldn't.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, that that part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not going to happen. But I, I, I think that was their biggest slip up was messing up with the memory. Well, I wouldn't call it messing up because they don't think they're messing up. But I think that was a mess up to not make it like a more standard format. But that was on purpose. So what can you do?
0: Yeah, well, Sony's always been big into proprietary stuff. So All right. I wasn't. Really surprised to be honest with you. I'm so I mean, they've been doing proprietary stuff for so long. I'm surprised that anybody's surprised at this point. UMD, I can't believe
2: it. All right, <laughs> you know, like, come like on you should now. just be happy they got rid of UMD, is what you should be happy about.
0: Exactly. <laughs> at this point, it's like, just be happy, dude. Just be happy. Uh, but also, uh, in regards to Sony. Some news that came down regarding PSN. Uh, the PSN director, well, for the director for North America specifically, has left that position. Her name was Susan uh, pa-
2: Panico? Panico.
0: Panico. There we go. Yeah, Panico. Panico.
2: Panico. I said yeah, Panico when I first saw it, but I
0: said I got Susan right. There you go. So Yay. we're just gonna call her Susan. Just <laughs> call her Susan. Um, but yeah, so Susan left her position, and at first I was like, okay, whatever, they just get somebody else. But then I kind of started thinking, I was like, well, she's the one, well, she's been with PSN since pretty much the beginning. She's the one who handled the PSN outage, uh, the hacking, especially for North America, um, which I thought, I mean, in terms of like what happened versus what it cost to Sony... And the results, which actually were you know uh, positive for Sony because they got more they got more PS you know PlayStation Plus subscribers out of that whole thing, I think she did an excellent job. That that turned that went from a really bad situation to a really good situation for Sony. Um, also, <laughs> right after that, um, people purchasing thing on PSN actually increased. So if you tell me she she's she hadn't done it you know done a good job. I call you a liar because that, in my opinion, she did an excellent job when it came to, you know, to Sony in that position. But she's also the one who brought. Uh, looks like uh, I think Pulse is what on is on the PlayStation Network. That's their show, and she was, you know, responsible for that for bringing that on. Which you know that because of you know show things like Pulse and turning PSN into a full you know a full entertainment medium. I think that's kind of how. We got to Xbox Live, though Xbox Live we are right now, you know, where we we, we see Microsoft trying to offer more services than, uh, you know, well, Sony kind of started it and then Microsoft is is on a service palooza, it seems.
2: Yeah, I mean, this just seems like amicable, you know, type of split. It's not like it happened like, oh man, PSN breach happened, you're gone. Like, this is after all the dust has settled, everything has been kind of ironed out and, you know, just moving on with our life. So, yeah. I mean, for Sony, yeah, she handled that really well, so I don't see how there's any issue there Just see what happens in the future if somebody who takes over is just as capable
0: Yeah, yeah You got something to say, Nick? I, I don't know, I'm, was... I'm
1: still trying to wrap my head around you're, you're crediting her with Xbox Trying to become an uh, an entertainment center, I kind of feel like that was the direction both not of these a consoles. Not at the entertainment center.
0: Not at the entertainment center, because Microsoft always wanted the my, the Xbox to be an entertainment center. I'm talking about the services they now offer.
1: Yeah, but and and and, and you're you're talking like what, Netflix and 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 all the entertainment services on there. I'm I'm still I'm, I don't. That's what I'm. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm not. I guess I'm not understanding your 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 point i I mean i guess you know i guess in a way she she lets you know she helped sony beat microsoft to the punch a little bit in that degree but i feel like the xbox would have been there regardless of who was running the psn either way well the thing is psn
0: actually i'm not sure if 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 it came right out the gate offering things like movies music um television shows pulse was just an
2: example the the store had like movies and stuff like full movies and things like that like more or less like from the gate yeah um, like very the th- only thing it didn't really have like the music unlimited came later like that but it had like the movies and stuff like that uh, more out, more or less out of the gate i i kind of agree with like it's it's very close i like too close to really say like i think that maybe like you know seeing oh well you can offer all the full movies and things like that and offer them like before they come out on dvd or something like that may have you know may have been like a, a, a helpful driver but i don't necessarily see that as being like we're pushing them or they you know oh man we need to follow their lead type of thing it's i think it's just the natural direction that both were running in
0: i don't know i think if microsoft if it was in microsoft's natural direction i mean xbox live would have had it sooner or they would have had it at least closer to when the xbox released. i mean P.S., they had a full year on PSN before it came out.
2: And maybe I'm misremembering that, because I just, I just always kind of remember them having, you know, shows and stuff like that that you could download on, on Xbox Live. Like, you know, they, the Zoom and all that stuff, they, they didn't really push, and music and things didn't really push until later, but it felt like it, it kind of paralleled each other. But like, they, didn't, they, they, didn't had... even,
0: they didn't even have Xbox Live Arcade when they first dropped, you know, with the, the drop 360. Like, all that stuff is progression. You know, I I think they I totally I I don't think that you know with Sony offering games on PSN I don't think Microsoft was like hey let's do that too. <laughs> right. But I think that was part I think that was something that was in the works anyway. But I mean, you got a with with the service that Xbox Live was, like they definitely especially since they they were making way more money on Xbox Live than they were on p than Sony was making on PSN. Yeah, you know, those those services could have been offered a lot faster, and that's probably the reason. One of the reasons why they got Netflix first, or why they're getting all these services first versus PSN, because they're still they it's still banking pretty hard off Xbox Live versus PSN.
1: Yeah, but we we've had Xbox Live since what 2001, 2002, in in some form. And so I think we've seen we've seen Xbox grow more organically, whereas for the PSN, I mean that came out roughly 2006. I think they had more of an opportunity to see what Microsoft was doing, where Microsoft was, and then hone their product to get it to do exactly what they wanted it to do. Whereas if Microsoft was going to bring anything in, we were we were we watched it grow effectively. I mean they're both very similar services now. I just think that because PSN had more of an incubational period, it allowed it to sort of you know spring forth more fully developed.
2: And Sony is also tends to be more... Well, their company is more multimedia-oriented, too, and just in general. Like, it's not just games, it's movies and music. Like, they have their hands in all these pots. So, I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, for Xbox Live, like they, were, they really didn't even hint at Xbox Live offering all this stuff. Because when, when Microsoft said, we want your Xbox to be your media center they literally meant media center because it used windows media center on it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, playing movies, getting movies and stuff like that from your, from your computer and those services, you know, like, uh, God, I haven't opened a media center in such a long time, but like everyone used to, you used to open it and they would say, yeah, you can do all this stuff with media center and watch these movies and stuff like that. mean, that's a service that Microsoft already had in place through windows media center. But, the Xbox Live portion of it was not, it, was, it definitely was not there. You
1: know, th- that's interesting, and that's got to scare the pants out of Microsoft, because it makes sense when they'd come out, they'd go, like, oh, hey, look, here's the Xbox, and look, it relates perfectly with our other Windows product here, which is our bread and butter, and then now they've realized they can do all these services, and you don't need that Windows PC at all. And if they're have if they they're successfully transitioning, it seems, to a post-Windows world, and, and uh, I, I think that's... It's, I mean, it's interesting that they've acknowledged that in a way, but that can't be. They can't. They can't be happy about that.
0: I don't know. With the new Xbox using Windows 8, I think they're trying to push people back into that Windows world.
2: Yeah, I think it's a little pull, bit of both. Yeah. I mean, like you know, nobody, nobody, none of the the Titans ever want anything to change because that means like, we already do this really well right now. Why would we want this to change? But I mean, things eventually do. I don't think it that being happiness is is a you know a quotient. Either way, when it comes down to it, like they just either you get with it or you don't. I don't know, get busy living or get busy dying, as the saying goes.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's part of the business, though. And I think they realized that, that, you know, as things change, you need to adapt. And at the same time, you really can't copy what somebody else is doing. Either you need to take, that, take what they're doing and make it better, which I think that's what they did, or you need to, you know, stylize it in a way that makes it your
2: own. Man, we keep making all these these side references that aren't even on purpose to <laughs> something that we're going to talk about later. Just makes me giggle thinking yeah. about Zynga.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so let's actually mosey on down and get to there. But uh, uh last thing we have for Sony is uh, they really not sorry they didn't release a patent. They uh, filed a patent that looks strikingly similar to the Wii U. And uh, I've read various reports. Like some people are saying they're trying to copy the Wii U, and some people are saying, "Well, this is just a patent for something that the Vita is going to do." Um, I personally think that they're not going to make a controller for the PlayStation Three that's
2: like the Wii U. I think this is. Why for would f- you when you already have the PlayStation S tablet and P tablet? Yep. That's my thought.
0: Well, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that works too. That definitely works. But I mean, it's like the people are right. I mean, well, actually Sony said themselves the PS Vita can do everything that the Wii U tablet can do. So why would you make a specific controller for it? Even though I guess if you bought a specific controller for it, that controller would not cost $250. True. So
2: I wonder though, if you ever, if, if we does make, you know, that second controller viable or give, make it so that you can have two controllers, I wonder how much that controller would cost.
0: I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like a hundred, a hundred fifty.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's possible, but that's still a pretty big chunk of change for a controller, but it is. it, it is. depends on what the controller does. But anyway, we're, it's kind of getting off topic anyway, but no, I don't think it's necessarily like copying it because I mean, they were showing stuff like this back with like PlayStation, like with PSP when you had like Gran Turismo playing on the PS3 and he was using the P the PlayStation, the PSP as a rear view mirror and stuff like right. This isn't necessarily new. It's just the idea of, like, more or less holding in front of it and directly using it to game with it. But even that, to a certain extent, with remote play and stuff like that, is I don't know, like, kind of like a. It's just a growth, more or less, like Vita doing more than the PSP could do. I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's copying, <laughs> but it definitely is taking advantage of something that's sure that you know that you know being on top of. Uh, having a patent down for something that maybe you know may explode may become bigger in the future right
0: well i mean another it's, thing to keep in yeah. mind is that these companies they file patents for all types of stuff all right. types of stuff that that's they just, will maybe that's what never I was about even about use.
2: To say everybody builds like a giant portfolio of patents and stuff and they just sit on them some of them anything with them they just wait for somebody to slip up and do something that's way too close to what their patent is
0: and i wish i had like, the money to just file a whole bunch of patents you know how many ideas i come with when i'm in the bathroom As
2: many as everybody else. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's the greatest place to think on the planet, man. So, if if I had that money, I would just take, like, a sketch pad and leave one in each bathroom. (laughs) I
1: I think that's a patentable idea right there.
0: (laughs) Sketch pad on the bathroom wall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Actually, sketch pad that doubles as toilet paper.
0: Oh, Nick. I'm totally still your idea.
1: I, I call that innovation.
0: <laughs> there it goes again. <laughs> there it is. Oh man.
2: Oh, we're gonna roll. Ooh, people are yeah. gonna love this later.
0: <laughs> I hope so. I hope you didn't just ruin it by saying that, because they're like, I didn't love it at all.
2: <laughs> Look, people like last week, and every time we get really angry about something, people like it. We're gonna get angry <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, I mean, that's that's
0: you know, apparently like I said personally, I don't think Sony's copying anything. Um, I think they're just preparing for the future. Like, if the Vita can already do it, then, you know...
1: Well, when when was... The Wii U was announced last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and this was filed in 2010, so unless they had insider knowledge, I don't see how they could copy that. Yeah. Well, Sony...
0: Sony is, is really good for coming up with, like, really good stuff and then holding off when it. Like, even the PS move... Like, the PS Move, uh, there were videos that showed prototypes of, like, the Move that back had when the... element for a while. Yeah, back when the iToy was, like, when the, before the iToy came out.
2: Yeah, like, when it was still, like, being, like, kind of... I forget you know, what the word is for. installed still production, I guess, more or less.
0: Yeah, like, when they're still yeah. engineering the iToy, like, that was one of the things that they kind of... They, they, they had a like, you know video of the guy. Oh No, it doesn't look like... It, doesn't, it didn't look the way it looks now, but... Got waving the wands around with the colors, like you know, they had that idea already, but they just kind of sat on it. And then, of course, since it came out after the Wii, people are like, Oh, yeah, they're copying Nintendo, blah blah blah, even though it does a lot more than a Wii controller. But not gonna get into that. Um, but yeah, so Sony is, is they're good for that. I, maybe they just need help with their timing, <laughs> I don't know.
2: So, uh, see, they, they, you know playing it safe you, you see what becomes a hit you don't have to put the money into it yourself and not know whether or not that's just going to flop later or something you know you draw a tablet <laughs> yeah. um, you know it's a, yeah poor THQ, poor THQ. Uh, but that was a good catch Nick I didn't even realize that was from 2010 seriously <laughs> I was like oh I, they just filed it okay whatever because people file stuff all the time like I didn't even look at the date yeah so Nick gets a gold star good job Nick that
1: and perfect attendance. I'm, I'm I'm doing very well
2: today. Yeah, dean's
1: list.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's more like you know, principles on a roll. Can, can I get an E on my report card for excellent? Mm, no. Mm. <laughs> right. Let's move on to uh, our next topic, which is Microsoft. Uh, not I. I don't know if if we should count this as like a really official a statement uh, or, or or not. But uh, the Microsoft in France has said that there will be no new Xbox in 2012, which makes me feel a whole lot better. Um, because, like, like I said last week, I don't, believe, I couldn't believe that rumor anyway that they were putting a GPU equivalent to the 6670 in their in their uh, in their newest console because it lacks it lacks power. Uh, but it looks like, uh, Cedric Delmax, and he's the marketing director for Microsoft France. So I would think he would know, (laughs) you know, he would, he would definitely know. I mean, of course he could be lying too. He could just be trying to save face so that, uh, you know, they have a huge E3 showing.
2: He could, but it would be one thing to say, like, like, okay. This what he said specifically is I'm not convinced things will happen this year that was the first thing he said. Then he said, Xbox 360 cycle is not at all finished. The proof is that we don't see the logic in cutting the price this year, Um, which is an odd way of kind of confirming that, but okay. But anyway, he says, uh, E3 is still premature. What's certain is that there will be nothing new in 2012. That sentence right there, what's, what's certain is there will be nothing new in 2012 is too definitive. If you had just said the Parts before that, and said, Oh, but 360 is doing so well, it's not really a reason to do that, and then just kind of like left it alone. Then you come out of E3 and blah crazy Cirque du Soleil, connect to whatever you know, next Xbox. But it's way too definitive for me to like, I mean, like at least taking it at face value, yeah. it's way too definitive. It's like saying, you know, Kaz saying there's not going to be any PS. Four or whatever, there's not going to be anything new at E3 system wise. And saying, well, maybe he's lying. Because at, at some point, you just have to take them at their word. <laughs> they're going to put it in the press like that. And it's not like Microsoft's refuted that statement or anything. Like it's, it's been a couple of days. Like I, I'm taking it at face value and saying, like, if, if they're saying specifically nothing new at E3, that there's nothing new at E3. And it seemed weird that there would be anyway, given the timelines a lot of people were giving for stuff. Like, right. if stuff was going in production at the end of this year, like why would there be anything at E3? You know. Yeah, yeah. Settling rumors, I think.
0: So uh, for this year's E3, you heard it here first. Connectathon 2. That's what. That's probably what it's going to be again.
2: Bro, well, isn't it Connect Connectathon three really? I don't know. Well, I feel like it's been Connect for a while.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Even uh, even when the 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 first E3 where they were showing Connect. It felt like they showed just more Connect at this one than they even the first one.
2: Okay, that is true, because it really was nothing but Connect. They didn't have anything else new or so except Halo 4 at the end. Exactly. So that's what so, so I mean we can call it Connectathon three if it makes you feel better,
0: I mean that's fine. I can roll with that officially. Official title.
2: I would be. I would feel a lot better if it wasn't connected on at all. Actually, <laughs> I really wish that, like, you know, if if 360 still got so much longevity, talk about something other than the fucking connect, please, please. It was the most terrible E3 last year, in my memory of my lifetime. Like, let's not do that again because everybody kind of fucked up last year a little bit. Like. And and reason, and so Microsoft just happened to be the worst, but like just let's not do that again. Let's not go through the Connectathon again. That was painful, literally painful.
0: Yeah, it was bad. Actually, I think um, I don't know. No, I was gonna say Ubisoft had the worst, but the only bad part about theirs was Mr. Caffeine.
2: Mr. Caffeine. That
0: was that was absolutely horrible
2: yeah I mean like that was that was simply like on a level that passed by like jamie Kennedy at the the Activision thing, but I mean like that was one you know vendor's thing at e three not not one of the big three you know right, yeah. <laughs> an entire presentation. It wasn't like they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about nothing connect, and here's mr caffeine like they didn't they didn't do that, you know like there's been some terrible moments at E3 but for like all three of the big press conferences to be like well, it's kind of mm-hmm. yeah like it's pretty <laughs> bad
1: <laughs> yeah if if i can just say one thing um no and this dog darn it <laughs> go for it <laughs> no but uh, no this is all this is, this is all predominantly just idle speculation because i've seen some concerns that windows 8 might slip to 2013 as well and again if there's some connection between the two products uh if they both come out in 20 you know if the both winds up that they're going to be coming out at the, roughly the same time um that would be interesting but I, again it's all it's all speculation and conjecture at this point nothing nothing at all concrete
2: yeah it could it, i mean that does lend a lot of credibility to the thought i mean it's already more or less been confirmed that they will play you know that you'll be able to play things on, on Windows, but it, it would give a bigger connection to Windows 8 specifically to the new system, if it did get delayed, too. Because it's very kind of unrelated for them to do that, unless they are related.
0: <laughs> right. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but either way, at this point, somebody from Microsoft is saying that, no, they're not going to, we're not going to uh, be showing anything at E3 this year, which uh actually kind of pushes the ps4 back a little bit more because this week uh sony said that they will not be showing the ps4 until after microsoft shows the uh new xbox
2: oh who said that
0: oh i have to I, i thought i had it in the notes i will find it and then put it into the notes actually i'm pretty sure i have it in notes while we go when we talk about our next topic I will the, go looking for that.
1: Oh, go ahead, Vic. I, I, I really want an executive at Microsoft though to come out and say that they're not going to show the next Xbox or <laughs> <the> PS4.
2: <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, that would be that'd be pretty great.
1: You that way, you
2: know? yeah, we're not coming out. We're going to one that way, you We're not coming out. That's with the PS4. how the console
1: wars ended.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell your grandchildren about it. It yeah. was Kaz Hirai standing on a stage with Microsoft and they were yelling at each other and saying, no, you show it first. You show it first. And then they both just threw the microphones down and walked away. That was it. And it we was over. all stuck
1: with the Wii U.
2: Uh, oh, there we go. that's I got it. really ended.
0: <laughs> I found it. I found it. It is actually um, another executive from France, from PlayStation France. Oh, uh, man, the guy, the guys God from this. France. They're like, in their loose don't... lips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Philippe Car Cardone, and he said that Sony uh, doesn't have any. Well, it says well, they will not make a move until uh, Microsoft makes their move. But I should say. I should say. Let me put it like this. Um, he says, "Let me get the exact quote. One second. Yeah, here we go. We'll probably be the last to announce something. So they're not really looking." <laughs> to announce anything it's, anything. Everybody's
2: being pretty short and sweet about this stuff. Yeah. We're not showing anything at E three. Definitely won't have any PlayStation at E three. We're not show we'll probably be the last to show something. Like everybody's actually being pretty succinct about this. Usually it's a lot of backspeak and double talk and you know PR nonsense and they're being pretty straightforward about all this.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much. But um here, I'm gonna show you guys this link. Tell me why the uh why Philippe looks like Antonio Banderas.
2: I've been wondering the same thing about the guy in the Spartacus Vengeance posters. Has anybody seen those? I've been wondering why that guy looks like you know Antonio Banderas. I don't think he looks like Antonio Banderas.
1: You don't think he looks like Antonio Banderas? He's no. got like the nose and the eyebrows, maybe, but the ha- the hair's too long and the chin's too weak. The hair, and big ass ears. Have you chin- seen Antonio Banderas yeah. in Spy Kids?
2: Yes. Well, well, Does wait, not look
1: what, like why it. Why are you watching Spy Kids?
0: <laughs> I worked at Sears for a little bit. It was on the television for a while. <laughs> like
1: like 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 as happens with Grey's Anatomy.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly how it happens with Grey's Anatomy, Nick. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think he looks like Antonio Banderas. But we're gonna move on to our next to our next topic. Uh which is Zenga. Uh again copying somebody, or at least there's accusations of Zenga copying. Um, and this one is from Buffalo Studios and their game, Bingo Blitz. And uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Studios took the same note, actually the same exact note that uh, uh, happened last week with uh, Nimblebit, where Nimblebit wrote a letter and put some images next to each other that showed the differences between their game, or the similarities, I'll say, between their game and Zynga's game. Uh, and uh, wrote a little... Wrote a little letter to uh, Zenga, a little love note. And uh, I guess it's uh, last week, so I'll read this week too. Um, there we go. Hello, Zenga. We are moved that you are. Oh, sorry. Wait, let's see. We are moved that your new game was so inspired by our innovative product, Bingo Blitz. Bingo Blitz has been growing throughout the past year and has obviously earned the attention of the Titanic forces in the industry. You've obviously played our game, Bingo Blitz along with over 1 million other daily active users. Please tell your thousands of employees and shareholders that we hope they enjoy playing the games we're cooking up next. Sincerely, the herd and the rest of the indie world. PS, as you can see, Nimblebit inspires us too. So, yeah. And if you I mean, once again, you look at the the similarities between the two games here, well, of course the links will be in the show notes. Yeah, it's clear that they're copying. I mean, it's extremely
2: clear. And this, and this, okay, you know, tower games are nothing new. Going back to SimTower, you know, there's a lot of similarities in how they're set up, but even if you want to make that argument, fine. How many fucking bingo games, social, you know, social network type bingo games are out, like, on the App Store? Like, this is pretty damning and the same thing though like the the user interface looks the same like who who has crates unlocking things in a bingo game oh wait that's right both games do <laughs> like just everything is zing's copying people
1: guys <laughs> there's no other way to put it like <laughs> no no, no I, I think you're being a little unfair there they they innovated that crate into a chest
2: Yes, I'm sorry. They totally did that. Oh, man. Terrible. (laughs) Yes, they're copying people. They're copying people real bad. And I mean, there's nothing else to say. They're copying people. Assholes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I think it's, well, Zynga doesn't necessarily call it copying, Uh, they call it innovation um there was a article on gamesindustry.biz where uh actually i'm sorry the article um actually i think a lot of it uh, came from the uh an interview that happened on uh gamma sutra and also uh some information that came from GamesBeat where Zynga, they define innovation differently uh, to Zenga, innovation is taking a game and you know making it the best game it could be, and that's not really innovation, like at all. It, it, I think by definition that would actually be wrong, <laughs> as well. Um, Zenga, they uh, actually during the I know during the Gama Sutra interview, uh, they were asked, uh, I think was it for Front Hill, Frontierville what innovations they brought, they, they put into Frontierville. Frontier, uh, and the uh, the Zynga CEO, he said, I th- it was the Zynga CEO, right? That was in that uh, interview. I can't remember his name. No. no. Um, the no, one with he was the like Gamers a...
2: Sutra was a uh, game design chief. Oh, yes. There. Sorry a,
0: about that. Game a, design chief. A
2: veteran in the industry. Yeah. He, he had worked on Civilization 2, Alpha Centauri, and Rise of Nations. Right, and well, his most recent game, 2010's Frontierville. That was his most recent game.
0: Right, well, he's... Zinka,
2: <laughs> <laughs> who turns around games like every two minutes.
0: His his big innovation, as he well, not big innovation, but his when they asked him, you know, what innovations did you bring to Frontierville? He said, "Well, we added quests, and that's never been done in a social game before. That's not innovation." That's taking elements from another game and putting into your game. That's not innovation. Like when, you know, Infinity Ward took experience points. Actually, it's not even Infinity Ward. I'm sorry. When I think EA did it first, or DICE did it first with Battlefield, and they took uh, experience points and put that into a first-person shooter, that wasn't innovative because... The, the whole experience point system had been around for so long it was just a good idea that they put it in that they it, they, they meshed it well into a good for into first person shooters you know so it's it's that situation like okay, fine, that could be a good idea, but that's not innovation and Zenga has shown time and time again that you know they they really don't innovate anything they they literally do take games and polish it up a bit. And then push the same game back out. Actually, um, there was a memo that had gone out. Actually, did we get a date on when that memo actually went out, or when it was discovered? No.
2: It must have been after the the stuff started happening with them being accused by the um by by Nimblebit, um, because he doesn't put a date on it. Uh, but the guy from from Forbes that posted this. Uh, he said that the, it the, uh, where, where is it? Uh, an, an, an internal memo that has now been leaked to the web. So for him to say that on like yesterday, the first, uh, implies that it was recent, like very recent. I don't know though. It doesn't have a specific date. I'm just assuming like it's within the last few days since this all blew up especially considering actually it's in response to what happened with a uh, nimble bit so it has to have been within like at least last week i would say
0: yeah so well it, i'm not gonna read the entire memo but long story short uh the memo it's fucking long yeah it, it uh it stressed the importance that it's not that important to be out to market first with an idea gonna start mentioning like you know tower games been out for this long and you know, these games, you know, Facebook wasn't for out the market first in terms of, you know, social networking. It's you need to be the best you can be. And I mean, yeah, there's tons of games that will take an idea and expand upon that idea. That is nothing new. That's actually, you know, how the industry progresses, which I think is totally fine, you know. But, you know, the the problem with Zenga games is the fact that, you know, at least with other games, you know, they take... Okay, they may take uh, certain aspects from from one game or the other, but then they actually do make new features. They do make improvements. You know, like, for example, you know, going from Battlefield... Going from Battlefield uh, to, let's say, uh, Modern Warfare... Like yes, modern warfare used the XP system, but then on top of that they added perks, you know. So they added a whole
2: a right whole perks, new kill feature. streaks, like stuff got yeah stuff got added onto it that yeah. hadn't been seen before. But I mean, like he he okay. If nobody's ever heard the quote before, uh, Mark Pink has once said, "I don't fucking want innovation. You're not smarter than your competitor. Just copy what they do and do it until you get their numbers." Like the memos like the memo is not anywhere near that. It's not it's not as great a soundbite as that is. <laughs> but it's just it's just him saying like kinda of the same thing but but nicer like well, well, it it takes him, you know, two pages to say what he said in two sentences before, three sentences before.
1: Well, yeah, but I, I like the theory that uh, the writer espouses that the the memo was intentionally leaked to kind of soften Pincus's image and kind of give them sort of like, oh no, no, we' we're, we're really we're you know we're really not as bad as uh, as everybody seems to make us out to be.
0: Maybe.
2: I mean, it could be, because, I mean, like, uh, he did say, like, oh, this this could be intentional, because it's like a rah-rah, look at how look at how I'm rallying the troops type of thing, you know. But, eh. Eh. I mean, <laughs> like, even the games he names, he says, you know, like, oh, Farmville, Cityville, Words of Friends, like, none of these games were the first to market in their category. And it's like, yeah, of course not. Words of Friends is fucking Scrabble guy. Like, Farmville cop aped off of Farm Town, like really aped off of it. Like, it was really, really bad because you've been copying people for as long as you've been around. Like, no, you haven't been first to market. Like, you just had more money to throw at it. And in some cases, especially if you look at, like, the comparisons between, like... Because um, actually, uh, there was another, I think, studio other than Buffalo Studios that also did something recently and did the same sort of side-by-side comparison. I, I really can't remember the name right now, and, and maybe I'm mistaken, but... like. It's happening too often, but, like, even if you look back at, like, um, what was it, Mafia Wars, and I really do not remember the game that came before it that was the same type of thing.
0: Pimp Wars? and like, hmm? Pimp Wars? Hmm? Pamp Wars? That's the first time I've ever played a game like that, and that was back in the early 2000s.
2: Maybe I. There was another game that came out before it, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't quite as popular. But like, it was set up like the exact same way. Like, if you look at like comparison shots between like these games, like Farm Town and Farmville, uh, there's another picture they showed uh, of uh, Gardens of Time and Hidden Chronicles. Like. The you know the Buffalo Studios thing, the nimble bit, and like you start looking at like the comparison, like the only thing that Zinga that far, that Zinger really has is like they have like a very kind of specific art style to stuff that they do. That's like literally the only thing, and a lot of times it's a lot cleaner than like the you know kind of lo fi eight bit sixteen bit type of thing that some of the you know indie publishers that can't afford you know all that fancy artwork and stuff do. Um, they just make it look slicker, basically, but. I it, it's just him saying like basically, you know <laughs> we, we 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 just it's not him saying we copy people, but it's him saying we copy people. And in fact he even addresses like a lot of people like it brought up like and a lot of articles and stuff that, you know, since the nimble th- bit thing came up this time, um, they had sued Vastu Studios, Vastu. Um it was a Brazilian game maker that Basically the same thing that Zynga's doing to other people, which is just straight copying them. And they took him to court over it. And apparently, like, in the memo, he even addressed that because people within their own company were emailing him and asking him how their approach to this relates to what they did with Vastu. And he basically just says, like, well, they chose to use our copyrighted IP and artwork. So it's like the only thing stopping you is that, like, specifically their ip and specific artwork it's not much of a line to cross like it, it's really it's pretty easy to ape off something and not cross that line <laughs> but like really like how close are you getting like you're getting so close that that doesn't, it doesn't matter like you're just getting really really you're just really like you're crossing a line like you are crossing a line
1: yeah but Re- Re- Reynolds in his interview even sort of addresses that the whole I guess the concept of reskinning because uh, he's he's questioned about that and he says like this kind of thing has been going on and he talks about how uh, what was it uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds was, was a, like a reskin of Age of Empires. Uh, but then he, he flat out says, they licensed the engine and used the engine. So they paid for it. They bought the original game that they were copying, and I'm using air quotes for the <laughs> 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 they, they, they purchased that and then reused it, which is how you're supposed to do this. You're not just supposed to go say, hey, here's a great product which we can take and use our clout and make a ton of money off of by reskinning in our uh, our quick
2: turnaround time and even with that like even with that example like yes they're both rtss and like there are going to be certain similarities that you see between rtss because it's the way that they're designed but like especially with something that's got like a, a larger like you know breadth and scope like you could see where the differences lie where different mechanics happen where other stuff like let's let's Be really honest, like no matter how much anybody loves social games, though, not just technically talking to us here, but like anybody listening, anybody, like no matter how much you like social games, like it's pretty shallow pool. Like, you know, there's no Zynga game that has like such amazing depth that, you know, that you're going to play it for like hundreds of hours. For some other reason than like, oh, I can get this one little thing and that'll make all the difference in the world, except it doesn't make any difference. You know, like, none of none of those games have that kind of depth. None of those games are a wow or a, a, a Star Wars <laughs> like the Battlegrounds or, or any of those games. Like, there's just not that much depth to them. Like, if you're playing Words of Friends on Zynga, you're still playing Scrabble, no matter how you slice it. Like, th- that hasn't changed. Like, the only way that's changing is, like, what you're playing it on. Like, and the fact that it's, you know, kind of asynchronous. There's just, it, it's such a shallow pool that, like, nothing is different. Like, you, that there becomes even less that you, you need to actually really do something different, especially in social games, to actually be different. And you're, you're almost like, you know, you're like you're a g- little kid, like in the snow, and like people, you know, somebody walked across like a yard or something, and there's a bunch of footprints, and like you're just a little kid walking right into those footprints. Like, you're not doing it, like, you're just, Doing the exact same thing somebody else did, like it may leave a little child-sized bootprint in it, but you're doing the same fucking thing that somebody else did, regardless of how you put a name on it. And don't even, I, I wish I had time to get angry about that Game of sutra article, but we don't—we don't have time because that was angry a about the article. Giant... Huh? <laughs> I thought
0: you already displayed your anger toward the Gammasutra article.
2: No, I didn't even get into that. Like that? Oh my god. I I had a fiery rant ready for that, but we don't have time for it. So. Go, ahead,
0: go ahead, and then we'll end it there. So go ahead, go for it. Oh, we really don't have
2: time for it. <laughs> we really don't have time for how angry I'd like to get at that. It's a giant, giant piece of shit, and I don't have time for it. Okay, well, write about yeah. it. <laughs> you could always do that. I could. I could write about it. Uh-huh. It doesn't sound as fun as me just screaming about it under the microphone, though.
0: Well how about you do this? We're going we'll 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 wrap this up and I'll I'll let you go ahead and rant about it and we'll put that as a separate audio
2: file. Okay. Okay. We could do that.
0: Yeah, so let's do that. And then anybody who's interested in that, we will uh you know we'll roll
2: with that. Release we'll, it as an extra feature. <laughs> extra feature. The the weekly madcast rant. After the mesh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, yeah, but uh, that's going to end our topics there. Uh, We actually do have some game releases coming up this week that are notable. Oh my god. Yeah, well, Dark Wolf, and hopefully these are all still correct, but it looks like the Darkness 2 is February 7th. Uh, Inversion. Actually, didn't Inversion get pushed back, further.
2: Pretty sure it got pushed back.
0: Yeah, I think Inversion got pushed back. I'm going to double-check that. Uh, Jack and Daxter Collection, which... You know, I'm kind of excited for that. Because, um, yeah, I love the Jack and Daxter series. March now, for Inversion. Yeah, so, yeah, Inversion, March. And, uh, yeah, Kyle's going to say, I did not see nearly enough press releases for Inversion for it to be coming out next week. <laughs> um, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur is still next week, I believe. Resident Evil Revelations, still next week. So, got have to have all that good stuff to look forward to. We're finally getting back into the game release season. Um I'm actually looking forward to inversion two. It looks pretty cool, but you know, I guess we'll talk about more about that when it comes out. Um I, I expressed my feelings about Amgore last week. Not that I have not that I don't like it, it's just that I don't think I'm gonna have time to play it. So I'll get it eventually.
2: Yeah, so, that's right? why I'm gonna wait. There's just too much. Like Final Fantasy 2 seems like it's gonna be big. You got Mass Effect coming like really and not that long, honestly. And I'd, like Amulet looks like it's gonna be a big long thing too. I'd rather get that like in the summertime and just right. you know mess around with it when there's really not much else on. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, during those periods where you don't really have games to play, you know, well, me, I, I have the eternal backlog, so that's never an option for me. I always have a backlog. That's just how I roll now, apparently. So, but uh, yeah, that's uh, gonna wrap us up. If, uh, you know, we're, you're on Twitter, we're on Twitter, so you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash site. We're on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mashthosebuttons. Uh, Facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons. Of course, you can always visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Um, you know, we don't do the question of the week anymore, but hey, if you guys want to say something to us, let us know. Love it, hate it. You know, think we're good, think we suck, think we're unfair to Zenga. let us know. Just contact us at community at mashthosebuttons.com. Or any way you see fit. We take all major forms of commenting. I think I said that before.
1: You know, I just got to say, as the former uh, star commentator, I did like that Sage Infinite commented last week. uh, He's got to do a little more to pick up the mantle, but it was good to see that.
0: Yeah, there you go. See, so Nick's trying to pass the baton on to the next star commenter. So let's get that going, guys.
2: We're
1: like, <laughs> throw the baton violently,
0: but... Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Duck and
2: roll, Grandma, duck and roll. <laughs>
0: Where did that come from? I cannot remember right now, but I remember being hilarious.
2: It actually was an old uh, MTV commercial. Yeah. Like, like, way back when it...
0: When it was still MTV? It, yeah, when <laughs> it still actually
2: showed some music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was... I'm dating myself a little bit, but, yeah, yeah. that's it's, where I, that's like, why I saw it from originally.
0: You know, he was trying to get somewhere fast, so he, like, pushed his grandma out the car. I something yep. like that, right? You know? <laughs> just just <laughs> like a booted her grandma. out the car. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. As always, we appreciate it. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Have
1: a good one. Until next time. Enjoy the Super Bowl.